0: Garen Parkins, you work with sales professionals. You help them deliver world-class video calls. So what is a world-class video call and why is it important to sales professionals?
1: Yeah, first off, thank you for uh, for scheduling some time to discuss this with me. I'm super excited that, uh, you know, folks like you are out here trying to make video uh, more prevalent amongst the sales community. Um World-class video. I think we've all been watching it for quite some time, right? I mean, you know, you watch you know these huge movie titles, or we're watching YouTube videos that are highly produced. You know, I think high-quality video, world-class video, is an immersion of um, sensory experiences, right? It, it brings together um, uh, rich audio, quality audio, uh, deep good audio, right? That's the first thing that makes a good video. And I, and I tell all of my customers, at least, that's the most important thing, right? If, if they can't hear you adequately, if you're not connecting with them in that way, the next step doesn't matter as much. So then the next step, once you've nailed audio, and obviously you've got a nice microphone for that reason, um, it is being fully immersed in a branded environment, I believe. Uh, and that's funny, isn't
0: it, Garen? Garen, that's funny, isn't it? Because video You talk to anybody about video, it's a visual-led medium. But what we all know from a lifetime of experience is if you go to the cinema and the picture's a little bit, the color's wrong or it's a little bit soft, you'll put up with it. But if the sound is crackly or broken, you'll get up and leave the cinema. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, 100%. And I use this analogy all the time of, you know, imagine you're you're, uh, on, on the phone with somebody who's on their Bluetooth in their car right. It's so difficult to get their message. And then you have to try to process it and communicate back. It is a grueling experience when somebody on the other end makes you challenged to try to comprehend their message. Um, and then the, the point of then having, you know, an intelligent response when you've spent so much energy trying to listen, right. So so that's always a thing for me is is that. And then the immersion of you know a high quality video experience having a nice camera um, is obviously a, a big plus if if people are willing to invest in that. and I think uh, bringing people past the world of webcams and into uh, you know real um, real camera devices that that actually have real glass, real lenses, um, you know, large sensors that capture more light and ultimately provide a, a higher quality, sensory experience, because I think that the gap that we all experience between that in-person and a, a high quality engaging video experience, it's the sensory experiences, right? When you're, when you're providing a low, a low resolution video, right? They're, they're, they're subconsciously Uh, associating that with a low quality experience. It doesn't look like a real person. The colors are off The video even feels flat and less dynamic. And I think subconsciously our minds recognize that, Oh, Hey, this is really not a real experience. However, you know, and you made this point, um, uh, the high quality audio, you know, you can ride down the road, uh, and listen to a radio DJ, for hours on end and, and not have you know um, a labored experience listening, listening. Or you can watch television, highly produced television, binge watch for hours, and you don't get this fatigue, this Zoom fatigue that we're all talking about. Well, why, why does Zoom fatigue exist? And in my opinion, it's because the immersion experience that we provide from a sensory perspective, it's not up to snuff.
0: That's interesting. Right. I, I actually haven't, uh, you articulated that well, and I haven't thought about it that way, that there is a gap between the uh, video experience, the virtual experience, and the real world experience. Uh, that's, that's interesting. You've put something new, new on my table here.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad. Yeah, that's that's yeah. nice to hear. Can and, I ask you, know, really you
0: because you are talking about you are concerned that people have uh, good quality video, good quality audio, actually in in the other order. Uh, but if you're working with a sales professional who is completely new to video, uh, would you put technology? Uh, uh, would you uh, uh, promote technology? Good technology. Uh, over them just getting on and getting started? No. It,
1: getting started is the most important thing, right? I, I think that there should be no barriers to just pressing that red button, right? To plug you there, right? That That is the most important thing is, is turn the camera on. Don't be afraid to be a human being. Don't be afraid to say, um, no, nobody cares. And you're going to say that in your phone calls. You say that in everyday conversations. Treat that camera like a a human being, right? Turn the camera on and just start the conversation because video is such a powerful medium to connect to your prospects, to make them feel you uh, more than they just feel like you're pitching them. And I, I tell sales professionals all the time, you know, if you call somebody and you say, Hey, do you have a few seconds to, to talk here from me? Well, it's really easy to be like, no, you know, but when somebody sends me a, a video like a, a, a message and, and their eyes are looking at the camera and they say, hey, Julian, you know, I know you're a busy guy, but would you mind giving me, you know, 10 minutes of your time to just have a quick discussion about what I do? It's like, oh man, okay. They took the time to to, to like call my name out, use use me, personalize this towards me. And, they, and I feel that connection that they provided by that eye contact, right? When somebody walks up to you in person, right? And they stick their hand out, they're like, hey, I'm Garen. It's like, huh, I'm so and so, right? You don't say, cold call, back up, man. You know, that that's it's it's about humanizing the communication. Don't overcomplicate
0: the video experience. Just be a human being. You come across uh as very competent uh on camera that you've got, you know, it all to, together, you've got a big smile, you you're giving it there. How long did it take you to get uh, to where you are, to this confidence on camera, because I've been doing it for ten years now, uh, and I've got it sorted together. But I still mangle my words, I'm j- and arming and aring all over the place. What's what's your journey into where you are?
1: Yeah, I the, I just I shoot a lot of videos, right? I I, I spend a lot of time um, just trying to be natural, like. I'm I'm always working on it. It's been three years since I really jumped into the the journey to answer your your point question. Um, But at the end of the day, it's just it's practice, right? Use video as often as possible, right? Hop on, send every email, like every email should be a video. Every call should be a video call. Everything you do should try to mimic that in person experience with video through through the medium of video. And more importantly without the thought that it's video right you because it's not necessarily just about making the other person feel like it's an authentic communication experience it's about making you feel like it's an authentic communication experience and so for instance in in this case for me um, i have a teleprompter that i have set up as a separate monitor like it's not a separate system it's part of my full spread And I'll throw the video call up on the teleprompter so that I can, I I can just look at you. Right. And then I just feel like I'm, I mean, I feel like we're in the same room and it's just a conversation and I'm, I'm being able to look at your eyeballs as opposed to, you know, looking off the screen to see you and and then looking back to the camera to say my piece, which feels like a disconnected human experience. And so bringing me back to that human connection allows me to provide that human connection to you if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredibly important. And a lot of people get confused about where you should look. And it's different. It's different for doing a record. Like if you're just doing a recorded video call, it's straight down the barrel of the camera. That's, yes. you know, as my experience in TV, that's where it all was. But as I'm looking at you now, I have your image just sitting below uh, my, my camera lens. So, uh, you know, my gaze is still in your general direction, but for me, it's more comfortable to look at you and talk to you. And you'll see that sometimes that I out of habit will go off up to the, the, the lens and then come back down. But you know, in the grand scheme of things, it just doesn't matter. This is not, we're not making a Hollywood production, which is going to right. be in the library of, uh, of access to people for the next 30 years, yes, you do want it to be all perfect because it's there, it's on the record for a long time. What you and I are doing is going to maybe get a few eyeballs in the future, but essentially it's going to disappear into the ether. And uh, a lot of us put too much importance upon video. and, uh, And there's also a big fear that we're going on the record because when we make a phone call, it's got like a finite end, like hang up, it's finished. But video is like, well, hang on, what happens to what I've said next? Where does that go?
1: Yeah. I think that's why the the platforms like, um, Snapchat became so popular because you could create video and then it disappeared. Right. And so there wasn't this fear that, Hey, that video is going to live on YouTube or whatever platform you've uploaded it to forever. Right. It's like, it's got this finite lifespan where it's an asynchronous communication, just like a voicemail with a picture.
0: Right. Yeah. No, sorry, I, I was just thinking when you were saying that, was that just before this call, uh, I got a message from somebody I'd done one of these previous video for all interviews with, uh, who was such a great communicator, and we talked about authenticity of communication, but they actually came back on and just sent me a message and said, oh, I saw that that you know one of the um, the uh, repurposed segments you put up—I didn't sound that clear. Is there a chance that we could redo that? And it just—I just got to think that even though that you know uh, you might be in this game and you've mastered video—is that you're still human? And we all suffer these these concerns, these worries, our vulnerability about how are we being perceived out there. Uh, it is so
1: true. I think everyone, and that is the, again, the biggest sticking point to video is that subconscious fear that you didn't perform. Right. But I I think it's important for people to remember that just because you're on video doesn't mean you're performing, right? Like that's, it's not a performance. Like it, this is a conversation, right? I tell people all the time, like if you mess a video up and send that to them and it's not perfect, they're more likely to connect with you. Like, because what I've noticed is, is the more perfect you are, the farther they've removed themselves from you, because they don't think that they, they're, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, I'm not that, like, wow, like, that was like a movie star performance. Like, they don't tick, they don't say, um, it's like, I'm a little bit hesitant to get on a call with them, because I'm going to feel insignificant or insecure, rather, you know, in in their presence on video. But I mean, well, rather, it, you, you're, you, right, like that. You mess up, and and you and you stumble, and you smile, and you just go through it, and you're like, man, I lost my words. What was I going to say again? It's just about being authentic and not being afraid to be authentic with the camera on, because realistically, very few of us are important enough for someone to care that
0: you recorded a messed up video. <laughs> yeah, right? and that's that. That's a very important point because it's a, a conceit that we all have. It's a conceit that I had. Thinking I was that important that if I messed up, people were going to go home and think about it and talk about it when the reality is as soon as you are finished, their life takes over and what's important in their life are the kids, do they have to be picked up from school? Why do I have to get home on the way home from the supermarket? Those sort of things are way more than important than you. So, right. uh, and you have to acknowledge that to yourself, that unfortunately this uh, uh, opinion that we all have of ourselves about, you know, because we'd all like to be missed when when we're gone. We all like to be talked yes. about when we're, you know, positively when we've left the room. But the reality is we're not.
1: <laughs> all press is good press. You're lucky, to your point, as soon as they hang up the phone or whatever it is, they've forgotten about your blooper unless you're lucky. And then they remembered it and told their spouse, like, you won't believe what happened on the video call today. It was so funny. And he handled it with grace, right? But if you made it awkward for them, and you you shelled up because you messed up, then they're just gonna forget about it. Right? They're like, "Ah, poor guy. You know, he was like that he was that nervous just talking to me. Whereas if you laugh about it, and they're like, Oh, you'll never guess how they handled that. It was so funny. It gives you an opportunity to be a human being. Like and that is what video is about. The more perfect the video the less human being you really are right in my videos there are times i'll record them and i'll i will almost put a mess up in there so that i don't seem so rehearsed and so perfect because i
0: want to seem uh like like a human being yeah so Let's talk about the sales professional in their envir- environment, which uh, now could either be uh, from at home, or, but if they're in a office setting, if they're thinking about getting on video and they're worried about the technology, what are the problems that they're going to face and what are some of the things that they can do to make it easier? so i run into
1: a lot of sales professionals um that traditionally uh, video capabilities were not a need for for this specific uh person um and so most of the devices that they have from a hardware perspective like the engine that runs their their uh you know their, their computer right it's not powerful enough like that is always a big issue if you want to run high quality videos right or higher quality videos um you definitely need a gpu Right. If you want to do any video compositing or use any of the virtual cameras, it makes a difference to have a little bit better of a machine to think um, about when you're purchasing a computer. Hey, you know, I am processing graphics now. That's the video side. Um, I think that's a big sticking point that I, I see a lot is that they don't have the adequate um, engine to, to base the rest of that operation off of. So what a lot of people do is they'll go out and they'll buy software. They'll go out and they'll buy you know, a, a logitech brio because it says 4k right and they equate this 4k number is a high quality but they don't really think about the infrastructure that supports these new things that they're trying to implement and so my one of my big tips is don't put the cart before the horse right turning the camera on on a, a chromebook is enough if you can't invest in the right uh, infrastructure to then build your desk rig on, right? Uh, it, it starts with with the the right framing, the right arch- architecture and thinking about how you're, what what you ultimately want to achieve, I think. Um, if you are just gonna be shooting videos, you know, around the house and you're not gonna be trying to do a virtual background or a green screen or, um, you know, a, a screen share where you're, you know, you're composited like a, a video game streamer in the corner, for instance. Um, if you're not doing those types of things, you can just t- turn the button on. You don't need all that fancy stuff. You know, In most cases, you're going to be processing a lot of that video in the browser window or through some software. But if you want to take it to the next level, um, it starts
0: with the right infrastructure. So you do desk rig. Uh, tell us about desk rig. But could you could you frame it in two ways? One for the individual, so who could be the you know the person with the home office, but then also then for a sales department. Uh, and could you um, explain, uh, paint paint a picture of what a sales department looks like? Yeah,
1: sure. So desk rig was created out of a need um i didn't it didn't come about because of coronavirus i was working um in a at a software company Um, my first software sales job after i left uh, the agency world i was scalped away and and they this sales um, this uh, software company asked me to build their sales team and so i came on board I'm, i'm gung ho i'm ready to go i'm selling to people all over the world in berlin and amsterdam and singapore i'm talking to people all over the world and frankly i'm just failing like falling on my face um, trying to sell a million dollar software product from your basement in rural Tennessee to people in you know the biggest companies in the biggest cities in the world. And what I realized after failing for a year was that perception matters. And uh, if you want to be perceived as worth a million dollars, well then you better put on a show worth a million dollars. And traditionally, right you pull up in the least in the least Range Rover and you've got the Rolex and the ten thousand dollar suit and you've got this stage presence that's the old guy that's you know that's the the 1990s early 2000s that's that influencer right and now that we have video that doesn't translate right that they they can't see that car you pulled up in and so ultimately what I realized I needed to pull up looking like a hundred million dollars right I needed to to make them think wow like. He is the executive in the room. It's a visual hierarchy that you create because when you're side by side on a video with the evaluator and the pitcher and you look so head and shoulders above what what they could even have perceived was possible on a video call, you've set yourself apart from your competitors instantly. So moving forward, I I created the system um, at first and I came my first video call and they stopped me and they said, your pitch is great but how are you doing this this is incredible right and i knew i had something that moment and so for the next year i was on these calls with with gartner and forrester analyst and vps of of e-commerce all around the globe for heineken and bosch and rainbow sandals and all these huge companies and i'm some rural southern kid in, in rural america in tennessee right in the appalachian mountains i don't belong in these rooms right i didn't have the pedigree right traditionally to make it to these calls the only thing i did was make sure that i looked more professional than they did and all of a sudden we got past you know the gatekeepers for these rfps for these big b2b customers right which every b2b rep knows what i'm talking about you have this rfp process there's three three to five rounds or whatever it is and the gatekeepers aren't the decision makers but they hold the keys to rounds three four five and so we were never getting through those rounds. And so ultimately, when I implemented the first Deskrig solution, it was like win, 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 win against the biggest companies in the world. And so when coronavirus hit, uh, that's what ultimately drove me to build, uh, to to start Deskrig and try to get this out into people's hands because it made such an impact on me personally to take me from really a nobody in rural America to this vp of sales for a startup company and all of a sudden it brought validity to us and so um, that's kind of the answer about the origins of desk Rig and um, the individual uh, ca- um, capabilities that can come along and the uh, results that can be rendered from um, purposefully showing up to impress the person on the other end of the screen for a brand though i think it is a little bit different Right. The brand doesn't necessarily worry about the confidence of the reps. The reps should have that. Um, ideally, they're worried about the compliance of their brand. Right. Cancel culture is in full swing. There, nobody would disagree with that. I, hopefully we're on the downward side swing of cancel culture, but it's not necessarily a bad thing at all at all. Uh, consequence culture is the way I like to talk about it. But the point is to video is if you have 100 reps in the field, and each one of them is getting on a call as a brand ambassador carrying your brand from home. Somebody's in their living room, somebody's in their bedroom, somebody's in their outside, you know, outside sitting area. There's no congruency, right? That, that the, you, you're, you're not saying something with every experience that you're providing. Cause every experience that you're providing is fully owned by that individual. And so I think, um, I think brands are worried about, not offending right someone on the other end by having a book on the bookshelf or supporting the wrong team or losing a deal because you know the the person in the the uh the ambassador had a messy um you know a messy office that made the other person on the other side of the the screen think they don't seem too professional and here is where it matters the way you do one thing is the way you do everything right and that's one of my favorite sayings and i think people recognize that from the moment you meet them that first impression is 55 percent based upon looks and so they set your ability uh, your abilities at some point to start just based upon how you've showed up and looked because it's it's, it's you you show up to impress them you will if you show up just to be there that's what you will be you'll just be there you won't experience a memorable experience and so the point being is for for individuals I think it's about creating confidence in your abilities to rise above your 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 setting right the the surrounding you're in the place that you live in in this present time and for brands it's about protecting your brand the the uh you know um uh, the professionalism, the the way your brand is viewed by, you know, the, the public, you know, is going to be affected if you have hundreds of reps on the ground, not providing a congruent brand experience that's that's designed to invoke an emotion and to make people feel better about your brand.
0: Yeah, you certainly don't get a second chance to, to make a first impression. And also the, the the Zoom honeymoon is over. This idea that you know you can just flick on anything and it doesn't matter how it looks. Okay, that was great. We lived that you know for, for a year, but now you are being judged. And it's the same as if you were sending out an email. If you had a team, you wouldn't let people send out their emails with typos and grammatical errors and in Comic Sans font, and you you, you just wouldn't do that. And uh, so now we have elevated to a point because I think we are in a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity at the moment. Because we are so early on this video adoption curve that those who get in and do it in the next couple of years are going to have a huge advantage. Because in five years time when everybody is doing video, when everyone is sending personalized video messages, then that's the new normal and we have to look at a way how we're going to be different from that. But at the moment. And I tell you from personal experience, the positive feedback I get from using personalized video instead of using email is just phenomenal. Yes, people love it.
1: Of course they do, right? It's just much more, it's a much more immersive experience. We talked about this early on. It's just an immersive experience. You uh, You get to activate more of your senses. And the more senses you activate, with that person the more of a connection you're going to make with that person and that's really at the end of the day that is this that is what life's about right like it's about connecting with other human beings as as in a in a real and authentic way Uh, and video provides that far in, in advance to what audio audio does
0: can I go back to the sales department, what you showed there with the rig? If you were a, uh, a manager running a sales department and you had a budget and you knew you had to get into video, uh, is that pra- how practical is, is what you showed in a, uh, like in a cubicle situation, are there other alternatives? What are the problems that you've got to overcome?
1: Yep. So the one that I showed you actually was designed for a cubicle. Um, It looks a lot bigger in a picture because it's just kind of like spreads out. Um, Those are 20 inch monitors. The width of that desk is only 40 inches. And so that's actually that is designed. That said, I think that greatly depends upon um, uh, what you were doing before video. Let me give you an example. I have one customer who they were spending $3,000 per month on travel for those individuals, for their salespeople. One of those rigs is $3,000, right? It's a one-time fee. There's no operational expense. It's all capital expenditures. Um, so for one twelfth of your travel budget, you have now put a very capable world-class video creation system at the fingertips of your salespeople so when you look at it from that perspective it's extremely scalable for those types of organizations that were traveling a lot if you weren't traveling and you were trying to get into video I think there are there are definitely lower cost options for instance uh "Mm mm-hmm and I don't like I don't like saying it because everybody always looks at me like did he just say "Mm mm-hmm and I'm like yes I just said "Mm mm-hmm uh but that's an incredible technology that um is is you know, making these types of capabilities um, uh, more accessible. And I think that 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 is where most sales departments should start. So what I say uh, with my customers is we'll split this into two groups, except for the ones that travel a lot or did travel a lot. So we'll say there is a blanket across the board, brand compliance that we talk about Mm -hmm is the only option for that. It's very little training. It's very easy to use. It's very easy to scale across an organization uh, in a way that's usable. Um, but you also are going to have experiences where you want to record. You know, you do want to record video for your marketing department, or you do want to provide these Ferrari-like experiences. So there's the commuter vehicle, which is mm-hmm, right? It's the everyday, it's the Civic or the the Prius right it's got good gas mileage and it gets you everywhere for low cost but then you know sometimes you race on the track and when you race on the track you need the you know the supercar and so that's kind of the split um that i talk about between the desk rig experience the full desk rig experience and just um doing virtual presence if that makes sense
0: if you're in a shared office uh, situation, uh, what are the practicalities of having everybody on on video?
1: So in a sh- in like in like an open room setting? Yeah, you know I think companies like WebAround are making that open office setting. You know the open office setting isn't a problem necessarily for the video. It's a problem for the audio, because if you have a high quality audio capture device, extremely sensitive, you got tons of people working around you. Unless you're using a software to do voice like uh, background voice cancellation which also adds some weirdness to your audio potentially um, that's the big challenge there are green screens now WebAround it's one of i'm um, one of uh, their their strategic partners that to, literally it just folds out and you slide it on the back of your chair um and that makes it really easy to to have you know a shared room high quality video experience that makes it look like you're in the room by yourself um i think that's 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 the way to handle that um when you have um a team that has you know um, like a zoom room right think of it like a shared resource you know every office has had conference rooms and every person's been through that experience of like oh is the conference room resource available has somebody already booked it you will now start to see the emergence of zoom rooms that's going to be like the new shared resource it's like, Hey, I have a video call uh, with a new customer, right? Or a new prospect. Like I can't sit at my desk where I take internal calls where I'm using mm-hmm, right to just provide a nicer experience, but Hey, I really need to impress this person, I'm going to go to the Ferrari, the, the zoom room, and then be able to provide that high quality experience. And I think that is the, that's kind of the divide that you're going to see with you know, the, 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 um, the full adoption of video being not so high quality, because it it does require, you know, a little more uh, equipment, a little more know-how maybe, uh, but then you will want to have those experiences where you'll have a dedicated device that's been designed for that purpose, and you'll have training for that purpose.
0: Is there currently an analogy to a system in sales where, where, that would be relevant. Something we're doing already, which is split into two levels of presentation.
1: Um, you know, I think that um, if you think about a sales cycle, and you've got your 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 SDRs who are reaching out right, right with with video email, you've got your account executives who are you know providing that one to one experience, and then you move on to your onboarding specialists, your your directors of customer success. I think earlier in the process, you want to create a a better experience. It's it's important to really start that bar high and then you can go the other way. I think when you start the bar low, it's it's less impactful as you come in. So if if the um, the onboarding specialists have high quality video, it's it means less ultimately than if that initial reach out salesperson is able to provide that like wow who are these people they differentiate themselves in this way Uh, and and to your point right it's a it's it is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity right you at this point in time as a sales development representative who's trying to differentiate yourself from every other guy who's hitting hitting the phone the phone hitting LinkedIn messaging hitting the cold emails to really provide a high quality video experience and and for when that person opens up the message say, wow, who are these people?
0: So how does that fit with a company like Bonjoro, which they uh, they promote themselves as a, a, a more casual uh, video messaging app? Are you familiar with Bonjoro? I don't think so. I'm looking up. Oh, there. okay. Don't 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 worry about it. But one of the that they have very high click through uh, rates, and or will they they promote that they do. Um, and one of their things is just about being authentic on camera, but not worrying about the packaging around you. So I mean, diff- I mean different strokes for different folks.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. I'm look, I'm trying to look at uh, Bonjuro really quickly. It looks great. I'm glad you mentioned this because I'm definitely going to give this a give this a look over.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, give um am um, give give it a try. So Bonjuro Bomb Bomb is another yeah. one. Yeah, and, I'm using Vidyard. And, and and this is important for everyone to understand is that you should go on and get the free accounts because okay. they enable you to start sending video messages uh, and you can test the different systems. And I think just by going on and maybe getting like Vidyard, Bonjoro and BombBomb, getting and Loom and getting their free accounts and trying them by the by the end of just testing those, sending a couple of video messages each, you'll be in the game. You'll be in the game because it's uh, you know this is about momentum, and uh, when you realise how easy it is, I don't know about you, Garen, but I send maybe. I don't know, a, a dozen or 15 video messages a day uh, because it is just so easy to do. It's just far faster than sending an email. Oh, no, 100%,
1: 100%. And honestly, I um, at this point in time, I spend all my time creating original content and then I'll hop on a video call. I'm, I've not been doing a lot of cold outreach with videos, but when I reach out to someone, it's always through video. Yeah. Well, Garen, hey, thanks for coming along.